God is good all the time. God is good when the hurricane is bearing down on us. God is good when it went down from a category four to a category three. We prayed more to a category two, to a category one, and a tropical storm. And, and I don't know if, if you realize this or not, but um, there are a lot of churches all over the land who have canceled church today. And uh, New Hope just doesn't roll like that. We've never rolled like that. Come the wintertime, just want to let you know, listen, the, the weathermen will say, hey, there's a chance of a flurry. And Southerners will freak out, of which I am one. Ah! They run to the grocery store. They buy all the milk, all the cheese, all the eggs. Freak out, right? It's all gone. And then every church in the area will cancel. And you hope whenever we can, this is our commitment to you, whenever we can open the doors of the church and you can be safe getting here and our staff can be safe, here's an idea. We're going to open up the house of the Lord and study the word of the Lord with the people of the Lord. Amen? It's just, I mean, we just, we just kind of believe this stuff is important that we do. And um, I don't know if you saw this. You got to go online and find it. I'm sure you can find it. I think it was on Facebook. Um, you, you do know, don't you, that meteorologists, <laughs> you, you do know, don't you, that they thrive on creating stress in your life. Do you know this? Now, they're good. Don't, I mean, thank God for them. I mean, where it would be, like, they tell us good things. But once they tell us good things, then they tell it to you over and over and over again. And they've been known to embellish. If you don't believe me, go find this video. I'm not even lying. I'm not even lying. Have you seen it? There's a weather, there's a weatherman. He's got his rain gear on. Did you see this? Y'all saw it? And, and he's, 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 he's like, he's, he's fighting the wind. He, he's, he's, he's falling over. And he's, he's giving us the report. And while he's doing that, Two brothers walk behind him with a cup of coffee. <laughs> you got to go find this thing, man. And so, you know, hey, God bless them. But you just need to know what television is up to. And what television thrives on is drama. And what weathermen and stations thrive on is getting you to freak out and stay glued to the television. And um, we just believe that what we do is important. And we're going to have church up in here today. Amen? Hey, and if you're here from another church, because that always happens too, when all the other churches cancel, we have a lot of people from those churches come to our church. Hey, welcome. We're glad you're here. <laughs> and uh, there are some evacuees. Uh, Pastor Trent might have already mentioned that from the coast uh, that have come up. We know that. We've met some of them today. Welcome to New Hope Church. We're glad you're here. Um, two quick things, man. We had Monday night church last week. It blew away every expectation we had. If I was to try to scale it on a scale of 1 to 10, I would give it a 25. I don't know what I was expecting, but I was probably expecting 100 or so people. We had close to 400 people here Monday night, and it was incredible. So Monday night church is off and running, and if you're watching this online, we want to invite you out tomorrow night, Monday night, 630. We are going to have church. And uh, we've already mentioned all of those who got saved and uh, praise God for that. And just want to let you know, write this down, October 14th, 
October 14th, we are going to have our next and our final for the year, if you think about the time of the year that we're going into, we're going to have our final party on the patio, baptism celebration right out there on that patio that you walk by as you come and go. So October 14th, we would love to baptize you. Hey, um, how many of you asked a question like this this week or you made a statement like this? Hey, I sure hope the storm moves in a different direction. About all of you, I'd imagine. How many of you asked a question like this? I really hope we're safe and I hope we have enough bread and milk. Because if you didn't, you know they were out at the store, right? How many of you, come on, don't you lie, you're in the house of the Lord. How many of you said this? I'm kind of hoping we get a couple days off work. <laughs> And that's another one of my theories, too. If you're from up north, you need to know that the southerners have this thing figured out. We hear a chance of flurry or three-plus inches of rain. We are going to get a few days off work. You know what I'm saying? And you, you, you just think we can't drive, and we probably can't. But most of us, are, it's a ploy, man. We got it all figured out. We're going to get some time off, if you know what I'm saying. Um, how about this? I'm, I'm trusting by faith because you're here today. I'm sure all of you thought this. I sure hope we're still having church on Sunday. Oh, good, 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 good. Even if you didn't say that, you make me feel good. In all of those situations, here's, here's what you were leaning into. You were leaning into hope. And what I want to say to you today is that uh, you, you might have already figured this out. Like we, uh, we didn't know whether all the campuses were going to have power this weekend. We didn't know if some of the campuses were going to be flooded. And so we didn't know if we could even stream the message out to our campuses. But would you just help me welcome all of the campuses and the Monday night crowd? Just welcome them. <laughs> welcome. Glad you are here. But because we didn't know that when we were planning and trying to decide if we were going to have church, we made the decision to actually push pause on the series God Speaks, learning to hear his voice. And we will pick that up next Sunday, a week from today. And so today, what I want to just spend a little time talking with you about from the word of the Lord is this whole concept of hope. This concept of what, church? Hope is one of the most beautiful things in the world. Can I get an amen? There's nothing better than living life with hope. Conversely so, there's nothing more discouraging and saddening than living life without hope or hopeless. And of all those questions I asked you a moment ago, the truth is they all have a similar thread of hope running throughout. In fact, if you open your Bibles to Hebrews 11, the very concept of hope is in the very biblical definition that we see of faith. Let's read it out loud. This is Hebrews 11. One, if you ever wondered, what is faith? The Bible defines faith as this right here. Hebrews 11, one, out loud, ready, go. Faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. Come on, one more time. We even got a balcony full of people today. Come on, balcony, join us really loud, everybody. Faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. Faith 
People live on faith. It's the fuel that fuels the engine of life. If you think about it, hope is what causes you to want to go out and interview for a new job. Hope is why people have children. Hope is why people get married. Hope is why we send our children to college. Hope is why people buy ab machines and pray for a six-pack. <laughs> it's, it's why people pay for makeovers and read self-help books and go to counselors and invest in the stock market and go on blind dates. Hope. But if you think about that, in all of those situations, hope tends to be something that we do, something that we actively pursue. But check this out. When you study God's word, you actually find out that hope is not something that you do. Hope is something that you can hold on to. Hope is something that you can grab hold of, that you can actually possess, even when life seems a little hopeless. And that's what I want to talk to you about today, ever so briefly, as we then gather at one of the most hopeful places on the planet, the table of the Lord. And we celebrate the body and the blood of Jesus Christ and what the church has historically and traditionally called Holy Communion. Hebrews 6, 18 and 19. Open up your Bibles there. Grab your teaching notes. Grab a pen. Or open up your Bible app. And let's look at Hebrews 6, 18 through 19. As you're finding that, let me give you a little context of Hebrews. Hebrews was written to a group of Christ followers who were on the very precipice, the very edge of losing hope. Hebrews was written to a group of people who were suffering immense persecution under a dude by the name of Emperor Nero, and he was brutal. They were struggling, dangling by a thread, if you will, trying to hold on to this concept of hope that I want to talk to you about today. And the Bible kind of breaks into their dire situation, maybe where some of you might feel like today or maybe where you felt like you were as the storm was bearing down on us. And the word of the Lord says this in Hebrews 6, 18 through 19. If you love the word of God, let me hear you say praise the Lord. Let's read it out loud. Ready? Go. God has given both his promise and his oath. These two are unchangeable because it is impossible for it's impossible for God to lie. Therefore, we who have fled to him for what church? Can have a great confidence as we, I love this next phrase, circle that, underline it. As we hold to the hope that lies before us. This hope is strong and what? An anchor for our very souls. This hope is strong and trustworthy. It's a what, church? It's an anchor. When the waves of life beat against us, when the winds hit us, literally or figuratively, 
when people let us down, when we lose our joy on the inside, when we feel like maybe we can't find hope for the life of us, hope is an anchor. What does an anchor do? I'm sure we got some water people out here. An anchor kind of holds you steady. An anchor gives you something to, to grab hold to. That is what this concept of hope is all about. But here's what you need to know. Hope is not dependent upon existential or extenuating circumstances. In other words, even when life appears hopeless, the Bible says that we can actually have hope. Hebrews 6.18, God has given us both his promise and his oath. These two are unchangeable because it is impo impossible for God to lie. When we have hope, we actually have a place. And this is the key word in the midst of a storm. We actually have a place to find refuge. Refuge. I saw this picture online and I thought it was an embodiment of this concept of hope being a refuge. Look at this brother. He, he's been rescued. Yeah. He's in a boat. They've rescued him. He's got a kitty cat on his shoulder. And you would be delighted to know that me, a great cat lover, is really thrilled that the cat is being rescued as well. Like for real. Refuge in the midst of a storm. I don't know if you actually have ever studied church architecture or church history. But when the church came out of these times of persecution under people like Emperor Nero, and the church started to struggle and face all kinds of persecution, but then they started to thrive a little bit with Constantinople and Constantine legalizing Christianity. Some of you probably know that part of church history. And ecclesias, little churches called out of the world, started building these buildings. They actually started to build buildings so that when you looked up to the ceiling of the church building, it looked like the inside of a ship, like the whole of a do, do you see it? There's a perfect example. How many of you have been inside Duke Chapel? If next time you go inside Duke Chapel, look up. You'll see the very same. Here's a, here's a cathedral that looks a lot like Duke Chapel. So as you're inside the church, our contemporary church doesn't work, right? We got a black flat roof. <laughs> but if you go into old churches and you look up, you'll always remember this. You look like you're in the midst. You're inside the whole of a ship. Why? Church architects were trying to remind the people of God that we are ecclesia. We are the church of Jesus Christ living in a very storm-ridden world. And it is actually in the gospel that we find hope. It is in the church that we find refuge, refuge in God and refuge in one another. Thank God for the church. Can I get an amen? amen? I don't know about you, but like, I was so, I wanna be here every Sunday, but this Sunday, like, anybody stir crazy? Like, get me out of the house. And this, this whole idea of coming to be with your family, to be 
in authentic community with one another, celebrating the fact that we are the church and the storms are always, not just Hurricane Florence, but always raging around us. And it is in God and it is in this community of faith that we find refuge and hope in the gospel of Jesus Christ. Can I get an amen? It is an anchor for our souls. And then we gather, and most powerfully on those days when we get to gather around the table, our God offers us tangible, physical elements that just like hope, as I said earlier, that we can grab hold of. We can always grab a hold of hope. But one of the most powerful ways in which God, His Son, Jesus Christ, enabled us to have tangible, physical representations of His body and His blood was through this sacrament of Holy Communion. And so if you're new to church, maybe you're new to this whole thing and you're not really sure what this is about. Jesus Christ, on the night before He was betrayed... Monday, Thursday, the traditional church would call it. On the night before he was betrayed and he went to a cross for you on Good Friday, Jesus Christ took a piece of bread, lifted it up, broke it, and he said, this is my body which is broken for you. When the supper was over, he took the wine. This is what they always ate. They ate bread and wine. All the time. Could you, what you gonna have for breakfast today, Peter? A little bread, a little wine. How about lunch? A little bread, a little wine. How about dinner? You know, I was thinking, I think I'll have some bread and wine. <laughs> and then every now and then it got really good that Jesus or Peter would pop out some sushi, glory to God. And they'd eat some fish, right? So it wasn't like, it wasn't like Jesus made this special big deal out of it. They were just doing what they do. They were gathered around the table, eating bread and drinking wine. And on that night, Jesus did something quite powerful. He said, hold, hold up, hold up. Grabbed the bread. Broke it. Grabbed the wine. Poured it. broken for you for you physical tangible palpable sacrament that we can actually grab hold of to remind us that our hope in the midst of the storms comes not from our own talent our hope comes not from our own pedigree our hope comes not from the degrees we have on our walls. Our hope comes from Jesus Christ who was crucified on a cross for you. Where he shed his blood. Take, drink, all of you in remembrance of me. And so today, after the storm, what a perfect time for us to just gather 
as ecclesia, a community of faith called out of the world, living amidst the storms of life, holding on to the anchor of our souls, the anchor that will not let you go. And even when it appears hopeless, Hebrews says, no, 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 we, we hold on to hope because faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. The body of Christ, broken for you, broken for you. Let us taste and see that the Lord is good. The blood of Christ shed for you. Shed for the forgiveness of your sins. The church's sacrament. If you're here today, and again, we know some of you have come because you evacuated from the coast. Others of you just might be here because the storm had you searching a little bit and you showed up at New Hope for the first time. New Hope has what we call an open table. I know some of you might have come from traditions where you had to be a member of that church to receive Holy Communion. Number one, I don't find that in the scriptures. Number two, I don't believe that's faithful. You are welcome, regardless of who you are, regardless of where you came from, regardless of whether you've been to church or whether you're here for the first time seeking God. This is the one thing that Scripture does say. The Bible says in Corinthians to examine yourselves. So before you take this piece of bread representing what? His body. And before you drink from this common cup representing His blood, the Bible says to examine your life. Examine yourself. So if you're here today and you don't know Christ and you want to receive Christ, I personally believe the sacrament of Holy Communion is a great opportunity for you to do that. You take a piece of bread, you eat, you drink a cup of juice, and you say, Lord Jesus, I believe by faith that those represent your body and your blood come into me today. Give me hope, Lord. My soul needs an anchor. And so I want to find it in you, Jesus Christ. Yes, one who suffered, died, and was buried. But come on, church, one who rose again. That we might be forgiven of our sins and have life everlasting.